Hey, everybody, welcome in. It's athleisure time. Time to get in shape for what will be a very busy next year. So let's switch cameras and jump in. Welcome to the audio is working. Always a good sign. So <laughs> we'll just do a quick one today because it's not a lot of news, but I just want to recap a couple of things and talk about the volatility out there in the market still, believe it or not. So as usual, welcome to the entertainment channel education and entertainment that's all we do here no stock advice and math money and freedom you guys know the drill so first of all big thank you to everybody i'd like to bow and say thank you it feels like the fastest year of my life but uh 360 380 400 videos i don't know how many I've been watched over 26 million times so big thank you to everybody for this it has been a lot of work but also the most rewarding thing i've done in my life so Big thank you, everybody out there. And next year will be better, even better, more fun, more bumpy, but even better. And that's a big thank you as well to all the great interviews that I had this year with complete rock stars. Michael Saylor, been a fanboy for a long time. Robert Breedlove, Raul Paul, Jeff Booth, Greg Foss, Alex Mashinsky, Dr. Bellow, CTO Larson, and so many more. Each one of those interviews was eye-opening, mind-bending, etc. So, uh, and a lot to be learned. And we do a lot of preparation for everyone at these interviews well behind the scenes. So we don't just go in cold. And also DCA, we haven't been live for over a week, but due to the holidays, it's been difficult to schedule. So happy new year, Ben and Rob, and we'll see you early January. So that's that. And let's talk a little bit about the volatility today. In fact, this slide was put together a few moments ago, but it's already rebounded a thousand bucks. But just to give you an idea, we went up $1,800 in an hour and we fell $2,400 in two hours. Welcome to Bitcoin, everybody. That's how she rolls. Now, there was a couple of things that did happen as well today. Obviously, there was a big option expiry, which had a bit of an impact. And... Uh, Liquidity is thin over the holiday period. Not many are out there. News is thin. But again, let's check out the real-time price right now as we speak. 46.3. Oh, wow. You guys are bringing the juju up. It just literally went to 300 bucks in a couple of minutes. That's Bitcoin. Buckle in. And for some reason, that 47K just been hovering around there all month. I calculated the number of times we passed through 47K this month. It's 18 times. 18 times. Talk about a day trader's paradise. Anyway, enough of Bitcoin. Now, normally at the beginning of every month, I do a historical comparison of the monthly performance. I did this in September. September, I said September's normally pretty poor, but uh, October, November, December, normally pretty good. This year, they've all sucked. So I didn't even bother analyzing the historical performance, but I do know historically January is pretty good, particularly in the first week or two, a little bit of accumulation and big money is coming in Q1. So it's, I don't want to jinx it. So I'm not going to say anything. I feel every time I say it's going to be good, it doesn't turn out to be good. So who cares? Skip that completely. So let's talk about some bullish stuff. Again, uh, this is a, an interview done by Real Vision, Raul Paul's company, between Ash Bennington and the CEO, Brian Estes, of Off The Chain Capital. Now, for those who may have missed it, um, Brian Estes believes, because of network effect and many other factors, Bitcoin should be a lot more valuable than gold. And he believes it's very feasible we get to $10 million of Bitcoin by 2029. 
Again, crazy. Uh, that's in line with Robert Breedlove's 12 and a half million by 2031. Either way, conservatively, we know it's going to a million. So when we see days like this when Bitcoin hits 46,300, we think, well, who cares? Zoom out. Just think five years, think eight years from now. It'll be very, very different. Remember, the supply is so, so scant. And Michael Saylor owns 1% of all Bitcoin that'll ever be available. Now, a little bit of more good news, bullish news. John Wu, the head of Ava Labs by Avalanche, uh, he came out and he predicts that the crypto asset market, the crypto market cap, could hit $5 trillion in 2022. That's a doubling from where we are now. I did say yesterday in my predictions, we're not going to have a hyperbolic year. But a doubling is very nice because I do think a lot of money will move to quality. And he believes the same thing too. So there will be some headwinds as well, macro headwinds out there like the Fed tightening, maybe adding increasing interest rates. But from uh, John Wu's perspective, he sees a huge flood of talent leaving traditional industries like Facebook, etc., Google, moving to crypto industry. He also sees a huge amount of venture capital continuing into the space. And he watches daily activity and reports and transactions and on-chain metrics in what he sees in his business. He thinks outperformers will be the ones with activity on chains. Remember, not only do you follow the money, follow the talent, follow the best developers, but also follow the adoption curves and the growth rates. I had a question yesterday come up as how do you measure growth rates? For example, just look at phantom wallet adoption. Look at how that has grown since July from 40,000 wallet users to nearly 2 million today. That is a massive exponential parabolic rise. It took years for MetaMask to get to the same level of adoption. That's one example of how you do it, but I'll go do a deeper dive in exactly how we do that as well going forward. Now, he also says DeFi for institutions will be huge. Gaming will be huge. And also the DAO world will become more mature. So think of what he referred to as B2D, like business to decentralized organizations will be a big space going forward too. So think about that when you put together your investment theses. Follow the money, follow the areas that going to be hot. There are three that are going to be hot too. So let's talk about some tax news. I spent a huge amount of time this morning uh, harvesting cash for some of my options that convert in January and also getting rid of my dogs, clearing out the closet basically. But you guys can still do this before midnight. If you need, uh, you can, you know, with, with crypto and Bitcoin, for example, being down 18% in December, imagine you bought it 65, sell it 46, buy it back immediately. You can write off that loss. So I'm not a tax advisor, but this is what you can do. Crypto investors can use these losses to offset gains next year. And uh, they may change what's called wash sale rules. You can't do this with equities, but it doesn't apply to crypto right now as well. So watch that. And uh, maybe if they get the new act together from the Democrats, they will block this loophole next year. So think about taking advantage. It's not too late. Sell, buy, boom. In a second. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about a couple of other things that are funny. Who is in beast mode? Let's look at Luna. So if you look at everything for the month of December, Bitcoin's down 20%. Ethereum is down 19%. Solana down 17%. Avalanche down 12%. Phantom is flat and had a little spike today. And Luna is up 65% for the month. In fact, Luna is showing tremendous relative strength. While the whole other market is selling off, Luna is hanging tight around 86. I was looking, I was hoping it would wick down to like 65, so I'd grab some more, but 
it didn't happen. Oh, well. But Luna is very strong. So when, when markets are beat down like this and you see something staying strong, once the market rebounds, this will rebound first and fast. So watch that space. Let's talk about the, some more top gainers in 2021. Just a quick recap. There's a lot of, not a lot of news today, but just to see exactly how big the year was. And this will not repeat next year. But the top 10 names, once again, Sandbox, Axie, Polygon, number three, Terra, number four, Terra Luna, we just spoke about, Phantom, number five, Solana, number six, Mana, Decentraland, number seven, Dogecoin, eight, Avalanche, nine, and Shiba, ten. I feel a bit bad for Avalanche being wedged between two dogs right there. But the important thing to note is it's a crazy world in which we live. The meme coins are worthless. They're going to go to zero eventually. Uh, despite what Elon Musk says, big fan of Elon Musk, by the way. But just be careful holding onto the dogs. So let's talk about the murders row, as I call it, the ETH killers, how they performed. Number three, Polygon, although it's a layer two, some people consider it an ETH killer. Number four, Luna, 14,000%. Phantom, 13,000%. Solana, 9,300%. Remember, that was, that was way, it was about over 12,000% a few weeks ago when Solana was up breaking all time highs. And Avalanche, 2,000. 787%. Crazy year. And 2021 was rough for many, but also extremely positive. Now let's talk about what also happened. This article here, we look at, I spoke about the mid-market L1s had a crushing year. Really, really good year. But DeFi blue chips bled against ETH. And there are names we all know. Uh, for example, the largest decentralized exchange of crypto like Uniswap is down about 58% from its all-time highs. Um, and it's been consistently underperforming Ethereum. But they're going to fix that now with Polygon, make it more scalable. I think the fees killed the progress for that particular chain. Ave, Maker, Sushi, Yearn, Synthetics, Compound were also down between 60% and 80% from their all-time highs. And that's not a good sign. Will they rebound next year? I'm not sure. But again, follow the activity, follow the growth. That's the key to this game. Now, uh, there is some select strength and some select names. For example, this week, there was a little bit of a rebound as Ethereum was slumping in names like Phantom, Aave, and Sushi. But it's all over the place and it changes minute to minute. And let's talk about the stock market. The closing day today, it was down a little bit. Uh, Tesla sold off a little bit towards the end of the day. It was flat all during the day. But the key is the S&P is up 27% for the year. And that's a bumper year for the stock market. And Bitcoin was up 60%. So Bitcoin still doubled the stock market return, which is good. But I think there's a lot more to come next year. So watch this space carefully. And a little bit of Tesla news did come up. Deutsche Bank raised their target on the shares of Tesla, saying uh, stuff where it's the effect that they have such an advantage in the EV space. It's not even funny. Way over their expectations and they have expanded their electric vehicle lead considerably and they increased their stock price from a thousand dollars to twelve hundred bucks and wedbush jeffries have a fourteen hundred price target i think piper sandler about thirteen hundred so we're going to fifteen hundred uh in 2022 <laughs> no doubt about that and the results are going to be blowout in fact q4 results should be crazy as well so that's the tesla news and with that i want to wish you all a very happy year. Big thank you to the team that supports us every day, the moderators in the chat, and the whole community. It's uh, I very much look forward to 2022. And I think, I don't know if my handler is opening up to some questions, but we will see if I am getting any. Maybe not. Uh, 
I'll give her one second. Yes. Oh, we do have some questions. Good. So I'll just do a couple because I do have some stuff to do later. And I know you guys all do as well. So Caligula, we need to see a live chess match between you and Bankham for fun. Okay. <laughs> That'd be so boring. Who wants to watch a live chess match? Speed chess. Yes. When you have no more than two seconds to make a decision. That's the type of chess that I like. Uh, Future Millionaire. Happy New Year. Saw a video of yours from earlier this year. If I were to... to a whole Bitcoin, do you suggest I lock it up or leave it on exchanges to gain interest for the next five to 10 years? Well, first of all, you can't think of anything in five to 10 years, maybe except for Bitcoin. But in terms of storage, um, I don't think it's really worth, if it's your only Bitcoin, having your whole nest egg in one basket is dangerous. I like to have no more than one third in one basket. So be very careful there. Um, we all know Bitcoin's going to a million bucks, just a question of when. And so, so I, I would suggest a lot of discipline and maybe self-storage or put a third of it somewhere like Celsius and two thirds on a hard drive or on a <laughs> cold storage key, stuff like that. Sorry, a little, a little dry. I need some tea. But again, there could be, you know, year to year, things can change very quickly and we don't know what's coming. So. There could be a Bitcoin color down the line. We just don't know. So don't ever in the stock market or investing, close your eyes and walk away for 10 years. That's a risky, risky strategy. As I always say, keep your temp to tap dancing shoes. One of that, my many sayings from this year. German girl in Virginia. How do I take profits? When is profit taking profitable? Always think to take 35 to 45% for the tax bill or worry about that when the bill comes in. Good to rich in 22. Thank you so much. Uh, happy New Year to you too. Um, you need to always do tax planning. I was so busy this December. I didn't have time to do it. So I had to rush it today. I built a spreadsheet about a week ago and I looked at all my stuff. But if you are in things like equities, you need to close them out before the market's closed. And I did. So there's two ways of doing things. One is you look at what is making money and assess what your tax bill would be break up your short-term capital gains versus long-term capital gains because the tax rate's very different for both. And then do a back of the napkin mathematic. I had to do about 58 trades today to close out of positions. I was buying back naked puts, shutting out synthetic longs, trying to sell all my losers. Anything I was losing on, I sold to offset all the gains from the year. So basically, I just cleared out my whole closet uh, with the exception of a couple of things. The things I still hold right now are MicroStrategy, Coinbase, um, Baba, because I have a short that's hedged against a long. That's just a little bit underwater. Um, what else? Uh, Square, Tesla, of course. of course. That's pretty much it. But I, I, I sold my HUD 8 and a whole bunch of stuff today. So it, you really to do a spreadsheet, build it. And it has to be, just has to be approximate, not too accurate. Know your marginal tax rate as well. Very important. Cryptolicious. Would you interview Elon, Elon, <coughs> Elon Musk and Kathy Woods in 2022? I would love to. I'd love to talk to Kathy Woods, but I don't know if she talks to little people like me. Uh, and Elon Musk, he, he'd just be amazing. But, you know, I he's been interviewed so many times. It's hard for me to find a topic I have to interview people I'm truly fascinated by, but he's already answered all my questions and I watch all of his interviews. So fascinating guy. I'd much rather just 
sit down and have a beer with the guy or a glass of wine with Kathy would be fantastic. So uh, from C, if you trade from one crypto to another on Coinbase, do you still pay taxes? Yes. Anytime you exit any asset, which includes stable coins, any crypto to another, you swap, you are incurring a tax event and you have to pay. So be very careful of that. And even it can even apply if you're moving around a lot of stable coins. For example, you could buy USDT at 99 cents to a dollar, and then you could trade it for a crypto at a dollar and one cents. Literally, that two cents variation is a tax event. So be careful of that as well. Um, Shakaka, James, the euro US dollar ch- ch- chart is one I follow pretty closely. Do you think the euro is about to break downtrend at starting 2008? I don't look at the euro trend too much. I do look at the Dixie a lot. and um, But I do know the euro is in worse position. Let's check out the uh, euro right now, actually, because that is a good question. Euro, US dollar. All right. I am in there right now. Uh, uh, um. I used to look at this all the time. And yeah, I think I think I think you're definitely right. You know, it's hard to say. I do believe between you know a dollar ten and a dollar twenty per euro is the typical fair price. I don't see it going above a dollar twenty. Um, I think it just bounces around this area because both currencies are very weak but the dollar will probably remain stronger over time. So I think it'll still hover around that dollar 12 floor. Maybe the euro will be strong from time to time, but uh, again, I wouldn't, I'm way out of that. I used to years and years ago, but it's been a very long time. But I just know from looking at it casually, I think it'll bounce around in that range a lot. But there's a lot of headwinds facing Europe, just like the US too. And the European Central Bank has been printing way more than the Fed, which means the euro should debase faster than the dollar, in my opinion. That's why the Dixie should be stronger. Ryan Promer, Happy New Year to you too, sir. Uh, Do you think there's any risk to Ethereum's tax treatment in the US moving to proof of stake? Doesn't ability to stake fail the Howey test? I think it does. I haven't dug too much into that. But if you own Ethereum, from back in the time, you don't stake, there should be no problem. If you do stake, I don't know the tax implications there, but I would definitely talk to a professional. And the problem we have, and the reason I'm so waffly on this topic, is because the law is not fully baked. The tax authorities are behind, just like the regulators are behind on all of the crypto nuances. And definitely it does fail the Howey test. Uh, C, again, <laughs> for fun, your Bitcoin price 2022 end. Well, I said yesterday, I, I definitely see 98K in the first six months of 2022. That's with 80% surety. And year-end 2022, I mean, if, if, if we shot up to 100K early, that could literally deplete. What will drive the price is the lack of supply. If the supply dries up and the whales don't sell into strength above 100K, we could go parabolic. And that means up to 200,000. But the chances of that are like 20%. Uh, But year-end price, I think, will be back around 100K. So I see us going up to 100K, spike, retrace, spike again, 
retrace and hovering year-end around 100k. I could be completely wrong. It could be 300,000 by the end of the year. Many people are calling for that, but I tend to be very conservative so people don't get disappointed. Remy the Whippet, thanks for all you do. Thanks for all you do, sir, too, and be here, being here. Uh, you introduced me to Saul, and I have a good feeling I'll be super thankful in the months, years to come because of that updated Saul 2022 price. Okay, so this is a hard one. Right now, with the state of the market, it really depends on what the mothership is doing and how strong Bitcoin and Ethereum go. My thought was when I heard people, like I always had a, a, an expectation the end of the bull run for Ethereum to hit about 8,900. That was always my target, just shy of 9,000. Everybody else is calling for 20,000, 30,000, 40,000. I said, no. Nah. So I do believe just like Bitcoin, we will get up to that if Ethereum does go to 8,900 because of the deflationary ETH 2.0 action that's happening. And if ETH 2.0 is a big success, I think it will be a little bit delayed. Uh, that could also drive uh, the price of Solana between 450. And if things go really bonkers, it could easily go to 700. So it'll be 450 to 700 range, I think will be the top for Solana. But if DeFi really takes off, institutions start coming in and people start building a ton of DeFi on the chain, it's off to the races. And we just have to look at adoption and TVL. TVL has been kind of sucky on the Solana network lately, but uh, it's also been a weird last four to six weeks too. So Remy, hope that helps. Kryptonite in my pants. Much love to James and the community for 2022 and beyond. Yes, thank you so much, everybody. And a big thank you as well for the donations. We will uh, be sponsoring more animals in the new year. We've done hundreds uh, this year, thanks to all you've done. Um, and thank you as well for your donation. Teddy Yoon, Ozma, Stormer66, Niels Breckoff, Playing With Pastels, Grubbins, Grubbins, Breedy McGee, Motor JB, Happy New Year, Josh, uh, Desert Dog, Heather, GT350, Charanjeet, um, from the Towing Company, Trailer Training, Hien Win, Shishar, in Canada. Hey there, Arbo, Dog One. Happy New Year, everybody. This has been a huge pleasure for me. Before we wrap, let's have a quick look. And we are 600 bucks away from 47K, but I expect some fireworks in January because I do believe everything has kind of been suppressed on purpose. That lid's going to come off. Money's going to come in and it's going to drive things up. Remember, whales are still accumulating. Bitcoin's still being drained from the exchanges. All things are bullish. Happy New Year, everybody. Have a good slide, as they say in Germany, and nice guten Rutsch into 2022. I'll see you all soon. Bye.